Hello and welcome. My name is Dr. Kenitra Bryant, and today's motivational aim targets syllabus support. I want to thank you for tuning in to the Syllabus for Life's course series. If you haven't already, feel free to listen to part one and share it with someone who is ready to stick to God's syllabus as they take life's course. This series targets in on following God's syllabus for our life's course so we can yield fruitful God-honoring results. In part one of this series, I targeted in on sticking to the syllabus. And in this episode, I will target in on syllabus support. Now, for those who don't know what a syllabus is, a syllabus is a guide that helps or assist students taking a course. And this syllabus, this guide, helps the student gain understanding on what is expected from them so they can matriculate to the next level of achievement. A syllabus provides some course policies, rules as it relates to that course or that institution, regulations, and the required textbook needed for the student to advance and learn what they need to learn. Also within the syllabus, the instructor breaks down the course objectives, test, useful information, quizzes, projects, the importance of class participation, group assignments, and also within that syllabus, a teacher will include some helpful information, which is the teacher's office hours, conference hours, meeting times. The syllabus also includes tutoring resources, or any other resource that is recommended by the teacher for a student's overall progress and advancement. And that is what I want to target in on as it relates to this motivational aim. The syllabus and the supportive resources available for students to access as they go through life's course or as they go through a course. Syllabus support. Now, in an academic learning environment, a teacher, well, most teachers and or facilitators, list supportive resources students can utilize as they go through the course. These supportive resources are provided for the student to use so they can maximize in their understanding in the course, their knowledge in the course, and their overall success. Educators, administrators, and institutions understand, well, most of them understand that students taking a particular course might not have any prior knowledge on what they are learning at that present time. And if it's a student's first time being enrolled in a course where they don't have any background information, they don't even have a frame of reference regarding this subject matter, an instructor or the institution through their curriculum, they create forms of support for the student to access. So just in case they need some type of assistance, they have something available for them to increase the probability of them passing the course. 
So for anybody who has been in a academic learning environment, it could be a training course, somebody working on a degree, whatever it may be. Once they receive a syllabus and they're going through that syllabus, they're able to pinpoint the instructor's name. They can go through the syllabus to see if the instructor has a teacher's assistant, a.k.a. a T.A., and if the professor or instructor does have a TA, teacher's assistant, then the syllabus will showcase or pinpoint the TA's name, the TA's conference hours, the TA's contact information. Also within that syllabus, you'll see telephone numbers, email addresses, websites that a student can go to for additional assistance and support. Within the syllabus, you'll see the textbook, the required textbook. You'll see other supplemental reading materials that a student can access on their own. You'll see if the professor provided this counseling information, important numbers for the student to access if they're going through some type of crisis. There's also, within the syllabus, tutoring opportunities, what classroom to go to for tutoring, the time, the location, so forth and so on. So a syllabus, if it's prepared correctly, it can be broken up or broken down for the student to know everything they need to know to achieve success in that particular course or that particular subject matter. Now, what I want to do is target in on the syllabus God provides us and how God also provides us with support as we go through life's course. Now, for the sake of time, I'm only going to provide a few of these supportive resources that the Lord provides us with but I'm going to use the structure of an academic syllabus as I target in on the similarities, okay? For example, let me hit the first syllabus support target, and that is, if you're reading a syllabus, you see an academic syllabus, that is. You see the instructor's name, and that's important. That is a form of support when you're reading a syllabus, you need to know your instructor's name. Knowing your instructor's name is very important, and you want to be able to identify who your instructor is at all times, no matter what course you're taking in life. When you know your instructor's name, you learn their voice, you learn their values, you learn what they expect from you. And when you know who your instructor is in the physical setting, in an academic setting, you're also able to identify them in a crowded space. When you know, I'm talking about when you know your instructor's name, you won't get them confused with any other name because you've taken the time to get acquainted with them. You've taken the time to sit under their leadership. You've taken the time to submit to their authority as your instructor. And let's say that you are in a physical classroom. You're in the traditional setting. And you learn your instructor. They're going over the syllabus with you. You're learning about them as you're going through life's course. You can see them. 
You can see how they respond to your questions, concerns, and complaints. And you're able to get a feel of what is acceptable and what isn't acceptable in that course. And the same thing goes on for an online or virtual class too, or a virtual course. Now, the virtual or online courses are a little different from a physical setting, but some of the structures are still the same. Although it's a virtual online course, and let's say that an individual on a virtual course, they can't really interact with their teacher as they would in a physical or traditional classroom setting, because in some online courses, the teacher might not want to access the video feature where they're treated like a Zoom conference call. They could just have their picture posted and just be talking to the students live. They're doing discussions, but the teacher can see the students in live real time but the students might not be able to see all of the facial features, the expressions, the mannerisms of the professor if the professor is just utilizing a picture to communicate with the students. But it still doesn't matter because the students are listening to their instructor. If the students hear their instructor, if the students are going by that syllabus, they will still know the nature of their instructor. They'll know the voice of their instructor and they'll know what is acceptable and what's not acceptable. So it doesn't matter. But whether it's in traditional academic setting or an online course, students can learn what their instructor is all about. They can determine and discern if the instructor is strict, friendly, laid back. They'll know that. They'll know those qualities about their instructor just by spending time with them and knowing their name. They'll know what the instructor stands for. And if they know all of that, they'll be able to go through that course with the sense of responsibility to do what the instructor is advising them to do because that instructor is guiding them and assisting them in one leg of their race. Now, what happens when a student is enrolled in a course and they don't know anything about the instructor and they don't even know the instructor's name? What happens? Well, one thing could be the student who is enrolled in a course when they don't know the instructor's name for that course, they're susceptible to receiving guidance and information from someone who was never appointed to direct them. If somebody is enrolled in a course and they don't know the instructor, they could be going every which way trying to gain understanding from someone or something and that individual or entity or whatever it may be could be leading them toward or in a path of destruction. 
because only the right instructor can guide them in that course. That's how it is. And that is similar for us too. We are all taking a course right now. It's called life. We are in life's course. We're going through the course of life. And yes, there are courses within the course that we are taking. So many things that we need to learn. And we're learning all of these things so we can be productive, God-honoring citizens in God's kingdom and society. We never really arrive. There is no final destination in anything. Even when we get to the appointed place God has for us, if we want to maintain what we have or what we're doing, that always requires a level of growth, commitment, and guidance from our divine teacher, Jesus Christ. It doesn't matter in any level, in any stage, in any promotion, any age, when we get to that so-called destination, once we get there, there's always something to learn and improve on. There's always another God-honoring angle the Lord can reveal to us to explore so we don't get caught up thinking that since we've reached a particular level or destination, then we're the master in that area. No. We possibly mastered a skill. We've possibly mastered an idea. We've possibly mastered a school of thought. We completed the required steps to maintain or achieve or receive a degree in a particular thing. But Jesus is the divine master. He is the divine teacher. And since he is the master teacher, there's always something to learn even when we reach our so-called destination, no matter what that destination is. And the reason being is Jesus, as I stated, is the master teacher. And his knowledge in any course, any subject, supersedes our thought process. Jesus's knowledge supersedes any level of education or experience we achieve or obtain. And this is a sidebar. Have you ever met somebody who has told you or they had the audacity to tell you, you haven't arrived. <laughs> you just haven't arrived. You don't understand. See, that's crazy to me. Now, I understand if a person tells someone you haven't arrived and the person they're telling that to is pretending to be a know-it-all as if they've mastered everything life has to offer and they know everything God knows. Now, if somebody's telling a person like that, walking in pride, you haven't arrived, I agree. But it baffles me when an individual is going through life's course, they think that they know it all. <laughs> they know it all. And they're telling you, you haven't arrived. 
You see how backwards that is? Because they haven't arrived either. Who Who's arrived? Who has arrived, really? When we're all going through life's course and there's so much to learn. We're praying to God for wisdom and revelation. He can reveal something to you where you thought you had all the answers and then he shows you a different angle. And you're like, oh my gosh. That brings so much perspective to the situation. I didn't even know that. If I would have known that, I would have did this and now I can see that. You see what I'm saying? And that can be in any area aspect of a person's life. See, God is still guiding us to arrive to the next phase and level of any blessing he blesses us with. That is why we need an instructor. Our Heavenly Father, God, and Jesus serve as our divine instructors. As I stated earlier, we're all going through life's course, and it is vital that we know exactly who our instructor is. God is our instructor. God the Father and God the Son, Jesus Christ, are our instructors. When other people try to come in, instructing us to do things that have nothing to do with the syllabus, and plan God designed for us, we need to reject those plans. But in order for us to confidently reject other false teachers that try to get us off track, we need to know our divine teacher's voice. John the 10th chapter and the 27th verse states, My sheep... Hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. We have to be able to identify our instructors. We have to be able to spend time, or we should aim to spend time, with our instructors. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. We need to do that. And when we spend time with our instructors, we're learning their nature. See, when you're in a physical classroom, the way you spend time with your instructor the right way, (laughs) you're coming to class on time. You're sitting through the class session. If the class is an hour long, you're coming to class and you're sitting there for the whole hour. That's spending time with your instructor as your instructor's teaching you something. Teaching you in the way you should go, what you should be learning, what you should be mastering. Same thing with us and Jesus and us and God. We have to spend time in class. Class is reading the syllabus, the Bible, the Word of God. That's what we're doing. That's the aim. Coming to class, sitting in class, studying the syllabus, studying the textbook. Meeting the instructor, God the Father, God the Son, during their office hours. And it's a benefit for you because their office hours are not restricted to time and a location. You can pray to them and talk to them at any time. It's not like a physical teacher, a traditional classroom where you have to 
send an email, figure out what's a good time. You're competing with the other students in the class as it relates to getting a slot that fits your schedule. No, you don't have to do that with God. You don't have to do that with Jesus. You can pray to him or them at any moment. Okay? I believe you understand the parallels. Going back to knowing your instructor's name, if you were in a physical classroom and you're reading your syllabus, you're able to see the credentials and the degrees your instructor holds. You're able to pinpoint their level of expertise and experience in that subject matter, in that course. Are they qualified to lead you and guide you in this life's course? Are they successful? Have they been successful? Because think about it. If you're trying to get to the next level in life's course, you don't want to talk to somebody who doesn't know what they're doing. You don't want that. You do not want an instructor who comes to class and they're asking you, what class is this? (laughs) So what y'all supposed to learn? What y'all supposed to be doing? Okay, uh, I really don't know too much about this. They just hired me. I'm just here for a check. Uh, I don't know, you know, what I'm doing, but I guess we can just wing it the whole way through. That's unacceptable, especially if it's a course that's supposed to serve as a foundation in your life. It's supposed to be used as a springboard for the next step. And if you don't get that foundation laid correctly... Everything else that you build upon it is going to crumble. And you got to start right back over until you get the foundation laid the right way. You don't want that. And it's the same thing with us and God. God knows how to send the right people to lay the right foundation for us as we go through life's course. God knows how to ordain and bring in the right people to help us in life's course. First, he sent his son, Jesus Christ, to serve as our instructor, the master teacher. And we already know what kind of credentials God the Father and Jesus hold. They hold the highest degrees ever. They have all power and authority in their hand. No earthly wisdom or knowledge can stand next to their power and authority and wisdom and insight. Our divine instructors hold absolute authority. And one thing about these divine instructors is they truly provide the support we need in every phase of life's course because they love us. The divine instructor supports or divine instructors, they support us through the syllabus that they provided for us by giving us the grace needed to complete things. And then they give us the promises on how to succeed and access the blessing of advancement. And they fulfill those promises. And we know Jesus fulfilled those promises through his finished works on the cross. Our divine instructor provides syllabus support by covering us. Jesus covers us. Jesus protects us. And God and Jesus, they prosper us along with many other blessings we receive when we enjoy and access the syllabus support. Jesus holds some weighty, powerful degrees 
And that includes his leadership as the King of Kings and Lord of Lords, Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. Those are the highest ranking credentials known to man in the universe. So you can look all through the syllabus, God's word, and God provides us with the ability to see our divine instructor's dynamic work, his leadership ethic, all of that. All of that is within the syllabus, God's syllabus. He's designed for us for our life's course. And also within that syllabus, the divine instructor lets us know what's expected, what he expects from us and what we should expect from him. Because that's another element of a syllabus, a physical syllabus, an academic learning environment or academic setting where a student receives a syllabus. Within the syllabus, you see not only what the teacher should expect from the student, but you see what the student should expect from the teacher. Same thing with us and God. God provides us a syllabus. Yes, we know what God expects or we're learning what God expects from us, but we should have some expectations from God as it relates to what he's provided for us and what he's promised us, okay? So as you go through life's course, know who Jesus is and make it your aim to understand how Jesus guides and instructs us as we go through life's course. Now, another form of support Jesus provides for each of us in the syllabus for our life's course is access to an instructor's assistant, now, not every classroom has a teacher with an assistant for students to seek guidance from, and that's okay. But for the sake of this motivational aim, I will press forward with this example and allow the Lord to show you the parallels in your particular life's course. But as I stated, some instructors have a teacher's assistant. They have a TA. For those who've ever been in an academic classroom setting, there are some occasions when an instructor teaches the course and they also have their assistant teach some of the lessons within that course. Now, when the instructor advises and informs the assistant, the TA, to teach the course, that is not the time. That is not the time for any student taking that class to start goofing off, disrespecting the TA, demeaning the assistant, that's not the time for that. Why not? Because the assistant, the TA, the teacher's assistant, has a direct command from the instructor to teach some lessons for the students to gain an understanding so they can master the level in the course so they can move on to the next phase. It is the student's responsibility to adhere to the leadership of the instructor and who that instructor chooses to step in or stand in his place or their place when it comes to disseminating quality information for the student to receive and benefit from as they advance or they aim to advance in that course. Now, as a professor, and when I was a student in the academic setting, and even when I do continuing education courses right now, one common mistake I've witnessed repeatedly over and over again. And sometimes it is a mistake on the student's part. And sometimes it's just blatant disrespect. 
but there are some students who make it their mission to not respect the teacher's assistant. And then there are some students who respect the teacher's assistant. They truly respect them. They listen to everything the TA says. They do what the TA says because they have an understanding that this TA is only doing what the professor told them to do. And if I want to be successful in this course and the TA is following the syllabus, let me just do what I need to do so I can advance. And that's the smart thing to do. That's the smart thing to do, which is to respect the teacher's assistant, especially if the TA is doing the right thing as it relates to conducting or facilitating the course in the manner the professor set it up to be and the institution. They're doing things with integrity. They're following God, honoring guidelines. So yeah, follow the TA. Do what the TA says to do. But some people don't understand that not only does the professor have the power of the pen, the TA has some pull too. See, the TA, the teacher's assistant, they are the ones watching the progress of the student when the professor's not around. They are the ones grading papers. Think about it. They are assisting the teacher. So what do assistants do? They help with management, managing things. Putting things together, that includes preparing lesson plans and grading papers and putting grades in the grade book while the teacher's managing all of their classes, they're over. So the teacher's assistant is not a flunky. Although people, some, some people treat TAs like they're flunkies. They're not flunkies. They have more pull than some, some people think. See, some TAs are watching the progress of the student. They're the ones answering emails. You think it's the teacher responding to those emails? No, it's the TA. They're the ones scheduling appointments addressing concerns and complaints. They are also telling the professor when they meet up and they're talking the summary of how the class session went and what student was doing what, which students seemed to be serious, which ones seemed to play. While people are making fun of the teacher's assistant, talking about how they sound and what they look like and people joking and the whole class is laughing and cracking up. Yeah, the TA is taking it, but the TA is taking notes because the TA is giving a report or going to give a report to the instructor. And if the instructor doesn't like you talking about their TA and they see what the TA is doing and how the TA is putting in work and sacrificing They're not going to be too pleased. The professor's not going to be too pleased when they have to deal with you directly. See, if a person has a 69 
And all they need is that one point. Although they didn't deal with the professor throughout the course and they were just dealing with the TA. The TA might tell the professor, nah, don't give them a point. They weren't trying. That's the one that disrespected me. See, I've witnessed that several times, several times. Sometimes there were TAs in the class taking the class. So while people were talking about the professor, they didn't know that they were talking to the TA because the TA was sitting in the student seat. They had no idea. And then there were situations where the TA was teaching the course and people were talking about the TA, laughing, making fun of them. The TA didn't even want to deal with them. But when it came to putting those grades in, not a lot of people passed because they were messing with the instructor's assistant. And what a person is doing when they disrespect the TA, when they disrespect a teacher's assistant, what's going on is they're disrespecting their support. The very support that was provided for them to succeed in the course, they're disrespecting it. And you see how serious that is. That is serious. And let's look at our life's course. God puts people in our lives to guide us through. When God puts people in our lives with the credentials to teach us more about his syllabus and how to walk and navigate through life's course, it doesn't mean that he is unavailable when he puts these people in our lives. It doesn't mean that he is not equipped to teach us all. Now, what God is doing or what God could be doing is showing us and teaching us about true divine leadership. See, whenever God does anything for us and through us, it will always be with or through a man or a woman of God. That's how it's happening. Whenever God wants to show us something, teach us something, lead us somewhere, guide us through something, reveal something to us, God, the divine teacher, is going to use a man or a woman to do it. That's how it goes. And yes, God knows how to communicate with us directly. He can use any way he chooses. But most often, when God is showing us something, teaching us something, as it relates to every course in life we have to take and master, God is going to send you, God is going to put in your life a man or woman of God to teach you to assist you, teacher's assistant. That's how it goes. And also, when Satan wants to distract you from God's syllabus, he is also going to use a man or a woman. See, the difference is asking God for wisdom and discernment so you can know, Lord, 
Who is the man or woman of God you've put in my life to help me through this course? Show me who it is. Oh, I know who it is. It's the person who says what you say. They imitate your nature. They amplify your voice. They promote your syllabus. They promote your book. They respect the divine teacher, the divine master. If we want to advance in the next phase and level of life's course, we have to, or we should aim to, respect the teacher's assistance God puts in our lives. That is the aim. We shouldn't think of, you know, I can read this syllabus on my own and just do it myself. See, that's how people take the class over and over again because God provides support for them and they reject the support. When we reject the very one God sent as a supportive resource for us as we follow and stick to the syllabus, there's a consequence associated with that. And it's always a consequence that somebody really doesn't want. They don't want to go through that setback. They don't want to go through that. That is why you don't want to follow the crowd and goof off. The aim is to complete what is on the syllabus. Complete what's on the syllabus God provided for you. Listen to the God-honoring man or woman of God. If you don't know if that's a real man or woman of God, ask the divine master, ask the divine teacher to reveal it to you, and he will. God will do it. But the aim is to follow those assistants, those TAs God put in our lives in faith and do the work so we can make the right grade, receive the achievement, be promoted to the next level, and receive the blessing. That's what we want. And I want to share a passage in Scripture, and I encourage you to read this passage. It is Matthew, the 21st chapter, in the 33rd through the 44th verse. And this is the parable of the tenants. Jesus is sharing this parable as he teaches the people. And here it is. Listen to another parable. There was a landowner who planted a vineyard. He put a wall around it, dug a wine press in it, and built a watchtower. Then he rented the vineyard to some farmers and moved to another place. When the harvest time approached, he sent his servants to the tenants to collect his fruit. The tenants seized his servants. They beat one, killed another, and stoned a third. Then he sent other servants to them, more than the first time, and the tenants treated them the same way. Last of all, he sent his son to them. They will respect my son, he said. But when the tenants saw the son, they said to each other, This is the heir. Come, let's kill him and take his inheritance. So they took him and threw him out of the vineyard and killed him. Therefore, when the owner of the vineyard comes, what will he do to those tenants? 
They said to him, He will put those wretches to a miserable death and rent the vineyard to other tenants of such a character that they will give him the fruits promptly in their season. Now, you see in this passage there is a landowner who serves as an instructor. This instructor who planted a vineyard He put restrictions and rules and requirements around his or this vineyard. The landowner rented the vineyard, and you all read it, and you heard it, and you saw it, but the landowner rented the vineyard to some farmers and moved. Harvest time approaches to collect the fruit, to collect the produce, to collect the evidence that some work was done, some assignments were completed, but what happened? The people renting the vineyard beat one representative of the landowner, killed another representative, and stoned a third. Then the landowner says, you know what, let me go send my son. They'll respect my son, but those tenants didn't respect the son. The tenants came together and said, let's kill him and take his inheritance. And that's what they did. They killed the son. And then verse 40 states, Therefore, when the owner of the vineyard comes, what will he do to those tenants? Now, we know this parable is symbolic and reveals what happens when people choose to reject Jesus as their Lord and Savior. And this parable pinpoints and targets in on what God will do when individuals choose to reject the messengers the teacher's assistance he sends to people so they can produce God-honoring fruit. But this parable is applicable to every stage of one's course in life. Rejecting who God sends to bless us and rejecting who God sends to hold us accountable for what we're supposed to be doing is dangerous. It is dangerous, although one might not see the danger now because they're laughing and mocking and talking about the person God sends. A day is coming when the divine instructor is coming straight to all of us. And the divine instructor is going to be looking for some fruit, some evidence, some gifts, some produce of what the divine instructor told us to work on, which was everything listed in that syllabus. We're supposed to be working on what's in that syllabus. We're supposed to be producing some fruit from that syllabus. God gave us some things we need to do. God gave us some seeds to sow. What we don't want to do is disrespect who God put in our lives to respect and you probably can see how it's wrong for someone to disrespect in a physical situation how it's wrong for somebody to disrespect the teacher's assistant in an academic course or a training course but the same thing is true in life's course God sends us people to assist us he is God Jesus they are the divine instructors and if we get to the point where we want to beat the truth away from us. 
We want to kill the truth. We want to kill responsibility. We want to kill accountability. We want to throw stones at anyone giving us a warning to repent, to turn away from something, to do something right, to get on track, to leave somebody alone, to leave that alone, to pick that up, to restore that. When we get to the point where we want to kill truth, we want to beat truth, and we want to stone or throw stones at the truth, uh, we've got a major problem. There's a major problem going on within. And then when that person who God sent to us to assist us and guide us, if we find ourselves mocking them and every time they bring up what Jesus said, we don't respond reverently, and then we try to think about what we can do to manipulate somebody to do what we want to do, oh, that's a major problem. And it comes with severe consequences from the divine instructor. Our aim is to receive the God-honoring support and the way we know that God is sending us divine assistance is the divine assistance and the divine support will never violate or go against what is in the syllabus. It will never go against, or that person will never go against God's word. Yes, the syllabus is for the student, which is all of us. But God will never violate his word. And if anyone is God's assistant, or let me say God's representative, that man or woman, no, they won't be perfect, but they will make it their aim to keep in step with God's syllabus and do what that syllabus says at all times. And they're sticking to that syllabus for themselves and they're sticking to that syllabus as assistants or representatives because they understand the consequences associated with going against it. They love God so much, they respect their instructor so much that they want to please the instructor. So they support others By sticking to the syllabus. Now, another syllabus support resource available for a student enrolled in life's course is knowing how to contact the instructor. If you ever look on a syllabus, I think I said this earlier in this episode, not sure, but in the syllabus you see the instructor's email address, I did. I did say this. You see the instructor's email address, phone number, conference hours. If the TA has some conference hours, email address, you see all of that in the syllabus. It's in the syllabus for the student to access if they have any questions, concerns, or complaints because the aim is for that student to be extremely successful in their course as they move on to the next level. That's what it's for. And that is similar With us, with our divine instructors, Jesus and God, God provides us with ways on how to contact him in the course of life. And it is through prayer. We have a direct connection to God no matter where we are, no matter the time. There is no space or place where we cannot access God. Once you call the name of Jesus, you're connected. 
Once you call out to God, you are connected. Once you gain access to your divine connection, freely tell him your questions, your concerns, and your complaints. Philippians, the fourth chapter and the sixth verse reminds us, do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And then in 1 Thessalonians, the fifth chapter and the 17th verse, it states to pray without ceasing. Okay, see, the Lord wants us to know that we can always contact him as we go through life's course. And when we have issues, we can do what Hebrews, the fourth chapter and the sixth verse states, and that is, let us then approach God's throne of grace with confidence so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in the time of need. Life's course is not easy, as some of you already know. Life's course is not easy. We do need help to pass this course and the courses within this course. That is why we can boldly go to the divine instructor, whether it's a conference call, whether we're praying with other believers regarding our life's course, or we're praying for them, other people, as they go through their life's course, because praying to God is beneficial, it's helpful, and the best thing we can do, because God hears us when we pray. In 1 John, the 5th chapter, and the 15th verse states, and if we know that God hears us, whatever we ask, we know we have what we asked of him. And then 1 Peter, the 3rd chapter, the 12th verse states, For the eyes of the Lord are on the righteous, and his ears are attentive to their prayer. But the face of the Lord is against those who do evil. And then, jumping to Jeremiah, the 33rd chapter, and the 3rd verse, it states, and this is a promise, it says, Call to me. This is God speaking to us. Call to me and I will answer you and will tell you great and hidden unsearchable things that you do not know. And that is remarkable. God designed it for us to have the support we need as we go through life's course. God hears us as we go through life's course praying to him. God promised that he will answer us. And tell us great and unsearchable things we don't know. God promised that he is attentive to us. All we have to do is boldly come before him, casting our cares regarding life's course on him. And he promised, God promised to give us the support we need in addition to the syllabus. So we are set up for success. Now we might make several mistakes along the way and have a lot of setbacks but the support from God is still there. We just need to take hold of the support he provides us with, access it, and use it in faith. All right, another syllabus support resource available for students enrolled in life's course includes supplemental reading or learning guides and tutoring opportunities. Both of these support resources are useful and helpful for a student to gain awareness of what is expected from them in the course. And these resources also help students with additional issues 
relating to the course so they can be better equipped. For some students utilizing an additional guide along with the textbook, this sometimes ensures the student's level of knowledge and understanding and revelation about a particular subject matter. So let's say a person is taking a math class and the instructor advises the students to get a particular math textbook, but the instructor has enough experience to know that all those students get that textbook that's required, they always need something in addition to help them. So within the syllabus, it'll state, okay, students get this particular textbook, and also for your own engagement and advancement, and if you want to gain a better understanding, get this supplemental book as well, which is Math Book A, because in Math Book A, it's going to provide practice problems, explanations, background information, all of that to help you with the textbook. Okay? Supplemental reading material is all fine and good. They are resourceful. It's beneficial. It is used as support. But it's important for the individual, the student, to make sure that the supplemental reading material or the resource, whether it be a podcast, some type of video, some type of program, whatever it may be, students must ask the Lord for wisdom and discernment. I don't care if it's an academic class or not. Ask the Lord for wisdom and discernment to make sure that you're not just picking up textbooks and picking up books that say the same subject or course that you're in, thinking that they're going to help you. Example, let's say a person is enrolled in bird watching 101, and they really need some more information on watching birds. So they go to the bookstore, and they're just intrigued with all these books on bird watching. So they're picking up. Bird watch, watch bird, birds in sky, is the sky in the bird, bird in the air, air in the bird, bird. They're just picking up every book they see about birds, sky, air, wind, sun, shadow, birds. They're just picking up books. Now, some of those books might not align with the syllabus about bird watching one-on-one. Some of those books could be very informative, very informative, very entertaining, very interesting. But as it relates to the syllabus and that subject matter and that course, some of those supplemental reading materials if they are not recommended by the instructor or by the TA or by someone who's taken the class, who's passed, some of those supplemental readings could serve as a distraction. And this is something we all need to be mindful of as we go through life's course. God provides us with his word, which is the syllabus. God provides us with 
our textbook we need to follow, which is his word also, the Bible. And we can go for tutoring in life's course, and that could be some type of spiritual development, some training program, some God-honoring therapy, some Bible classes, some Bible enrichment. We're serving, we're being trained in the Word of God, we're connecting to a body of believers, we're connecting to a God-honoring spiritual advisor, and we can also acquire some supplemental resources, reading material, that God approves for us to read. And that could be, or listen to, that could be listening to some videos, some podcasts, some recordings, reading some books from some men and women of God. See, that's all good. But the aim is to read and listen to things that promote God's nature. Promote Jesus' nature. Promote God's syllabus. Promote God's way. Promote Jesus' way. Promotes the way. We want to read and listen to things that respect God's place and Jesus' place as the divine instructor. We don't want to get to the point where we're picking up books just because it says Jesus on it and just because it says God on it and just because it says prayer on it. It says being nice on it. It says kindness or loving others and development, promotion, advancement, wisdom. Just because it says those words on there doesn't mean that those are the books you need to be reading. It doesn't mean those are the books you need to follow. It doesn't mean that you need to pick up those books and then throw the real textbook down and just go by those books. See, that is why, you already know, that is why you need to ask the Lord to bless you and grace you with wisdom, guidance, insight, and discernment as well as revelation. Because not everything that is labeled and not everybody who says they serve as a supplemental resource to God's word is really working for God and they might not serve as a benefit for you. There are some distractions out there. Yes, you might be pondering on how are you going to get through this lesson in your life's course? This is so hard. I've never gone through this before. How will I learn such and such and so and so? You might be saying, Lord, I read what you told me to read in your word. I read what you told me to read in your textbook. I'm following your syllabus. I don't know how this is going to work out. I don't even know if I'm doing this right. I did what you told me to do, but I need some more information on this. I need some people who are living this thing out. Show me how this looks. It's new for me. I've never seen it done before. I'm nervous, Lord, because you've called me to be a pioneer in an area where people are laughing at me. Lord, am I doing the right thing? Lord, this course is not a game. It is tough. I need some understanding. I believe you. But Lord, I need more information. See, that could be going through your mind right now. That could be going through your mind right now. So 
let's say a person goes online after they prayed to God, they read the Bible, they read the textbook, they read the syllabus, they're following the syllabus, they're sticking to the syllabus. They pray, they go online and they search about a particular course of life that God is helping them navigate through. And then they finish typing it up and then they see the results and they see all of these people talking about the course they're taking right now. And people have all of these suggestions and all of these remedies, all of these how-tos and what-to-dos and what not to do, and whys, and hows, and whens, and you should be out of that by now. All you got to do is this, and all of that. The aim is to allow God to guide you to the right person, the right assistant, the right connection to listen to. But when you've reviewed your syllabus, when you've talked to your professor and you've allowed, or your divine instructor, Jesus, when you've allowed the Holy Spirit to tutor you and bring to your remembrance what your divine instructor has said to you in your life's course, no matter what results pop up, no matter what people are saying, no matter what they're throwing out there, even if you are in panic mode and you're trying to make sure you're doing the right thing, since you've been studying that syllabus, studying that textbook, and communicating with the divine tutor, the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit will bring to your remembrance what that syllabus states. And the Holy Spirit will let you know what your divine instructor has told you. And First John, the fourth chapter in the first verse, pops up in your mind, and it states, Dear friends, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits to see whether they are from God, because many false prophets have gone out into the world. You see, there will be many supplemental resources out there. There will be many forms of syllabus support, spirits out there claiming to help you in life's course, but you can't believe every one of them. In order to know which supplemental resources and spirits are from God and available for your advancement, you have to, in faith, study your syllabus and read your textbook. You have to read God's Word. And even if you don't know what to do, still read. Read the syllabus. Read the Word of God. Pray to God for understanding. And He promised that when you call to Him, He will answer you and tell you great and unsearchable things you did not know. That is found in Jeremiah, the 33rd chapter in the third verse. There are many false supplemental resources out there. These false supplemental resources, they're not resources at all. They're distractions. They are sent and designed to get you away from the syllabus and the syllabus support. Get you away from the Bible and God's supportive resources for your life. That's what it's sent for. The aim is to get you away from the textbook, get you away from the Bible so you can doubt the Bible. It's sent so or they are sent for you to talk bad about and discredit the divine instructor. 
And that is not what we want to do. We don't want that at all. And there might be some people in your life's course wanting to provide you with some insight on how to navigate through life. But if those individuals have not passed their course that they've been taking for several years, and if they haven't mastered that course of life that you're currently on, they're not qualified to tell you what to do, especially if they keep taking the class over and over and over again, all while they're telling you, yeah, these are the supplemental resources I use. These are the books I read. These are the tutors I go to. These are the videos and podcasts I listen to and watch. See, right then and there, when those people are telling you that and they're failing in their course, you don't need to go research the books they're reading. You don't need to go buy a copy because most likely when people are failing a course and they're doing what they want to do, they're not reading the textbook. They're not reading it, and they're not reading the syllabus. Nine times out of ten, most likely, most often, an individual who is failing a course isn't doing what they're supposed to do. They're not sticking to the syllabus, and they're not reading the textbook. They don't even have a textbook, but they'll tell you, The teacher did this. I can't stand that class. It's just so crowded. Man, it's just cold in there. I really can't just really learn. Why that class got to be on this day? Well, I want to go buy another book to read because this book is the same. Okay, let's look at life's course. There are some people who want to tell you, don't read that textbook. Don't read the Bible. Don't follow God's syllabus. Do it this way. But guess what? They're failing. They're failing. They're failing. Don't go buy their books. Don't go buy them. Don't read anything that they're talking about. Don't listen to who they listen to. Try to run away from them once you find that out. When they say, ah, took that class about 20 times up, just keep failing it. Don't even end the conversation. Just just walk away. Walk away. Because you don't need any distractions. You're taking the course now. You don't need to be influenced. And you don't need anybody to talk you out of something and to project their doubt and fears and failures onto you where you're walking away thinking, I mean, I'm already having trouble. Well, maybe nobody can pass this class. No, don't say that. God gave you support. Don't you forget that. You are more than a conqueror. Don't you forget that. You can do all things through Christ Jesus who strengthened you. Don't forget that. That's why you, once these people start talking and saying, just walk away. Or if they start talking all this doubt, just say Jesus while they're speaking. Just Jesus. And they're going to say, what? Jesus. And just walk away. <laughs> Jesus broke lack. Their lack. They're talking about some lacking things, and we're not trying to talk about that. 
Jesus and just run away. The aim is to pick up resources that align with God's word. That's all I'm trying to say. Don't entertain distractions. Don't do it. Don't do it. Okay? When these people are talking to you, trying to get you off of your life's course and on the path God has for you, you don't have to entertain them. Nobody said you had to entertain them. You don't have to. You don't have you don't have to. And some people might call you mean even though you're not being mean. Just walk away. And if you feel like you're not ready to just end the conversation abruptly, let them finish and say, oh, all right. Just make sure you don't say okay. <laughs> That's the aim. And if they try to pull out some resources that they're using that are causing failure in their life and they want to get it to you, just tell them, no, I'm good, and walk away. The aim is to receive and accept the syllabus support that God provides, but make sure the supplemental support aligns with the Word of God in God's nature, God's way, God's will, and God's plan. All right? The scripture I would like to leave you with is, matter of fact, let me leave you with two scriptures. The first one is Psalm, the 34th chapter, and the 17th verse, and it states, When the righteous cry for help, the Lord hears and delivers them out of all their troubles. And then Isaiah, the 41st chapter, and the 10th verse states, and this is God talking to us, Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Now, both of those promises in Psalm the 34th chapter and the 17th verse and Isaiah the 41st chapter and the 10th verse, both of those promises from God are fitting for this motivational aim, syllabus support. God not only provides the syllabus for us to follow, but God provides supporting resources for us to utilize in order to get us through and walk us in victory in every course of life we take. We don't need to walk in fear because although the Lord is the divine instructor, the divine instructor reassures us not to be dismayed because he will strengthen us, he will help us, he will uphold us with his right hand. The Lord promised that he will strengthen you in his word, he will equip you in his way, and God will give you the support needed to succeed in every course you take. So even when the course of life gets uncomfortable, it feels uncomfortable, it doesn't look right, it seems unbearable, when you cry out to your divine instructor, the Lord hears you and he will deliver you from all of your troubles. So aim to stick to the syllabus and praise God in advance for the support he will always provide you, okay? Thank you for tuning in. Feel free to visit my website, drkenitrabryant.com. Enjoy y'all's day. Remain encouraged. Peace and God bless.